because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. Hi, hello, and welcome back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for being here today. You can find the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find it right there on the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. They're on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, as I am taping this Inez Says podcast on Thursday morning, October 19th, President Biden has just arrived back stateside after that whirlwind, roughly eight-hour trip to Israel on Wednesday. Biden meeting with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He also met with first responders and family members affected by those savage Hamas attacks on Israelis inside the country nearly two weeks ago. Meanwhile, the president pledging $100 million in humanitarian aid to Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank. Biden saying that the money will support more than 1 million displaced, afflicted Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. Now, the president also cautioned Hamas against attempting to divert the aid, saying that if the terrorist group attempts to intervene, the assistance will end. Well, what do you think is going to happen? I can read your mind because I'm thinking the same thing. Hamas will intervene. Meanwhile, U.S. Senator Rick Scott is thinking the same thing as we all are. I chatted with Senator Scott on Orlando's Morning News on WDBO on Thursday and started off by asking him this question. Is that fool's gold? Is that money that's just going to end up in the hands of the terrorists, Senator? Absolutely. One, I did build that uh, the Democrats blocked yesterday, it was real simple. It said there will be no money for Hamas. All it said is if you want to give money to the Palestinian Authority or to Gazans, you just have to certify that the money is not going to go to terrorists, go to Hamas. And the Democrats blocked it because they know if you give money to Gaza, it goes to Hamas. Think about this for a second. We saw pictures of these terrorists while they were shooting and killing Israelis and Americans. They had humanitarian first aid kits. They had rice bags, humanitarian rice bags. You know this money's going to go to Hamas. And by the way, think, let's think about what, what just happened. There's a man in Florida that I know. His sister's family were, were all killed, right? The mother, the father, three kids were all killed. Your U.S. government's going to take his tax dollars and give it to Gazans, which actually goes to Hamas, and give it to the Palestinian Authority, who pays the family of of uh, terrorists that died for killing Israelis and Americans. You can't make this stuff up. This is this makes zero sense. We've got to wake up. Stop wasting our money, right, and spending our money against our own best interests. By the way, why doesn't the president put more focus on where are our hostages? He should be, spend more time worrying about our hostages than worried about other things. I mean, this is this is the biggest issue. We've got Americans that are still held hostage by Hamas. I want Hamas destroyed. Every Hamas man, member needs to be shot and killed. They murdered babies, beheaded babies. What are we thinking? This idea that we're going to de-escalate. By the way, has it helped that he's thrown money at Iran? No. And by the way, 
How is Iran going to get held accountable there? Iran gives the money to Hamas to go kill Americans and Israelis. And what's the president want to do? He wants to give them another $6 billion. I wanted to talk to you about that because I can't, under for the life of me, I don't understand why the Obama administration and the Biden administration have bent over backwards for the Iranians and the Iranians have played those administrations like a fiddle, in my opinion. So why is that $6 billion in Iranian assets, why is it still there? Why is it not being frozen? They can't explain it. You know why they can't explain it? Because they can't explain it, because it makes no sense. We've got to understand that whether you're talking about Russia, communist China, North Korea, Iran, they want to destroy our way of life. They don't like us. They don't like Israel. They want to destroy our way of life. They want to kill Americans. And by the way, just look around us. What's China doing? They're sending fentanyl to our southern border, killing 70,000 people a year. And then we have the senators that go over and meet with Xi, who's killing American citizens intentionally. We're going to start waking up at what's going on. Our southern borders are open. We have terrorists that have come across our southern border. We don't know how many. This has got to change. Americans have got to say, this. we can't keep doing this. This makes zero sense. This is not a... A Republican issue or a Democrat issue? This is a I want to be safe issue. I want to keep my kids alive issue. So, Senator, here here we have war in the Middle East right now. We have war in Ukraine. The president expected to seek as much as $100 billion for that uh, war in Ukraine and the war in the Middle East tonight in a national address at 8 p.m. You talk about reckless spending all the time. Can we afford now to fund two wars around the world? And at what point do you say enough is enough with a $33 trillion deficit? There are things that our government can do that are good things. But guess what? You don't get to do everything. The reason why mortgage rates are 8%, the reason why if you want to go buy a car, your interest rate's so high, the reason why grocery prices are up is because your government is spending money like it's going out of style. We're going to run $2 trillion deficit. So do I want to make sure Russia loses and Ukraine wins? Yeah, I do. But guess what? We need to have a plan of how we're going to win. We need to have a president that can explain it to us. If we're going to spend money to help Ukraine, where do we save it? There's ways to save money. Why don't we focus on saving some money and say, you know what? It's just like our family. Every family in this country says to yourself, well, that would be a nice to have, but we don't have enough money for that. We're going to choose which, which thing we, we want. We need to do that as, in, in your federal government. So I look forward to seeing what the president's going to propose and why are, we going to, why are these together? Why is it that the Ukraine war is a totally different issue than Israel? So let's vote on these independently. And by the way, throwing more money at the border is not going to solve the border. What we need to do is enforce the laws. We don't need any more money to, to solve the border crisis. We need to have an administration that says they're going to comply with the law. They're going to comply with their asylum laws. They're going to secure the border. We have the money. I mean, this president is the one that opened up our border. So I complete if it's it's to if he wants more money to bring more people into this country that we have never vetted. I'm against it. If they want to start securing the border, then I'm for it. But that's all. This is just going to be how do we spend more money bringing more people into the country? You watch when it comes out. How much can we afford? I mean, again, $33 trillion in deficit, and he's going to be seeking $100 billion. Look, what we all are concerned about the war in the Middle East. We're concerned about the war in Ukraine. But at, at what point in time do we say, okay, let's turn off the spigot here? Scott, it's when Americans decide they're tired of high inflation and they're tired of high interest rates. There's a direct correlation. If Americans say, I don't care that my grocery prices are up every day, I don't care that it's 8% to buy a house, 
then spend more money because that's exactly what's happening. And when your government continues to spend money it doesn't have and borrows money to send all over the world in foreign aid. Think about this. We're giving billions of dollars every year to, one, Iran, but Egypt. And then we can't get Egypt to open up the border for American citizens? What are we doing? What, yeah. Why don't we – would you do this with your money? Well, all it is – the people you elected are doing it with your money. I'm going to fight. I'm, I'm going to continue to fight all this waste. Well, I know you don't have much to do with what is going on in the House of Representatives right now, but we had a second vote yesterday that did not go so well again for Jim Jordan. House Republicans just can't get their act together right now in a speaker. What is your take as a U.S. senator? What is your take as to what is going on over there on the other side? I think it's similar to what I, I ran against Mitch McConnell last year to be Republican leader because— we need to have a different form of government from the standpoint of how the how the House and Senate work. It's been a dictatorship, and so many members now, both in the House and the Senate, are saying, this is over. We're tired of being told how to vote. We want somebody that's going to allow us to vote for our districts and work together, and that will be better for the country. Here's what's happened historically. In, in the case of McCollin Schumer and in the House, they said, well, if you don't vote that way, I'm not going to help you win your election. Well, that's not the way this was. That's not the way our constitution was supposed to be set up. I mean, we're supposed to be able to represent our states, represent our districts. What they're fighting over at the House is how do they want to be governed? And so they'll eventually have somebody they feel comfortable will govern them in a manner that will respect their each of their districts, and because that's what all they're asking for. That's what they want out of out of this whole process. Thanks to U.S. Senator Rick Scott for being on the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Please join me on the radio for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 every weekday morning. Until next time, have a great day.